Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everybody. It's uh, 8 past 12. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, Susie with the news here until 3. And a guest right from the start who uh, made news yesterday conversation here on WCCO Radio and throughout the metro area. Here's part of what the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, had to say yesterday at the annual meeting of the Minneapolis Downtown Council. But what this study clearly showed is that when people who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't, when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket diddling on their laptop, if they do that for a few months, you become a loser. It's a study. We're not losers, are we? Adam Dunnick, are you a loser? Steve Silton, are you a loser? PJ, Sandra, are we? No, we're winners. We're winners. We're resilient, we are tough, we're strong, we're innovative, we rise to the challenge, we get knocked down seven times and we get back up eight. That is who we are as a city. And by the way, that's who we are as a downtown. Jacob Fry is with us. Are you chatting with us right now while you're holding on to your nasty cat blanket? Of course my, I am, Chad. I, I've got my own nasty cat blanket. i got uh, two cats, but, you know, maybe we should start encouraging everybody to bring their nasty cat blanket into work because uh, that's what I'm advocating for here. Uh, obviously, we can get into this. Uh, the story I told, the study that I talked about was a joke. Uh, it was uh, about a non-existent study talking about non-existent people in the study coming to a conclusion that would be ridiculous in any serious study i was joking that's it and you know it's you could hear it, yeah you could hear some of the laughter in the background seemingly jokes now are almost impossible in politics uh which is sad which is ridiculous to be honest if you had to do it again, would you just pass? You know, I, I thought about this in my head a few times, and it wasn't a scripted speech. Uh, and, you know, you can either have authenticity or occasionally you say something like a joke that is taken the wrong way by people on social media. You really can't have both. Um, you know, it, it, the frustrating part is that 
uh, both people and some media sources ran with this notion that I was actually calling people losers, which, of course, I would never do. Why would I do that? I mean, these are people I care about. These are my friends, my family, my constituents. I was making a joke about a non-existent study. I mean, imagine a study that came to the conclusion that people who sat on their couch for three months became a loser. It's a ridiculous conclusion. It's a joke. I mean, seriously, we we got to stop operating in this world where we're all just taking everything so unbelievably seriously. We can't just laugh a little bit. I'll tell you, people in the room were fine with it. Uh, they were, you know, laughing. I don't think it was necessarily like a boom of laughter or anything. And so maybe I can improve my timing. Um, but uh, clearly, I was not uh, trying to be malicious here. So. I, I've been honest about it. I'll mention it again. 99% of the time last year, I was in downtown Minneapolis at uh, uh, WCCO. I'm working remote right now, okay? I am. Uh, for a couple months, I'm actually out in California. Okay, so I have to be totally honest about that or else there'd be fraudulent transparency. But I have also uh, talked about how I want more people to work downtown. Now, I'm lucky that occasionally, and this is a longer stretch, so it's more than occasionally, I get the opportunity to work remote because of this job. Do you think some people who have heard your frustration before about wanting people to go downtown, at least with some regularity, I think ideally for you to be on a regular basis, maybe lost the line of the joke because this is a point that you've made frequently over the last year plus? Maybe, and it's not the first joke that I've made about this. In my State of the City address, uh, you know, I claimed credit for the concept of Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, uh, saying that people needed to come in to work on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and that's important for the revitalization of downtown. Now, I don't think, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, I didn't actually create Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, and there's not actually a study that comes to the conclusion that people who sit on their couch with a cat blanket for three straight months are, are losers. It's, it's, it's not true. It's a joke. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you just got to add a little bit of humor to stuff. I mean, like I said, I've got my own cat blanket. I got two cats myself. That's probably where that terminology came from because I was thinking. I mean, about, you need to change you know, your, your Twitter, yeah. your Twitter handle right now to nasty cat blanket, right? I mean, you need I, to get this. I, I, well, maybe, maybe this is the recipe for success here. I'll start giving out nasty cat blankets in work, and everybody will start coming downtown again. Maybe that's the recipe. And, well, if, and just to be clear, come, for yeah. everybody out there, that was also a joke. But who knows? Well, Maybe the former a promotional idea. Yeah. The former governor, Jesse Ventura, who would joke a lot more than you, would frequently say joke, joke, joke afterwards. So maybe maybe that is where we're at. OK, uh, we're sitting here early February. Uh, we have a conversation in middle August. Uh, you're how confident are you that more people will start coming downtown on a regular basis and what specifically do you think you as a mayor can do to incentivize that? So I am confident that more people will be coming downtown in August than they are now, simply because 
more people are coming downtown most every consecutive week. Now, will it be one big burst and we're suddenly lit up with the numbers that we saw pre-pandemic? No. So I'm not going to be able to give you like a particular percentage as to how many more people are coming in. That would be impossible. Uh, But I do believe that people are recognizing the value of seeing other people. I mean, I do have concerns. Well, the thing I said yesterday was, of course, a joke. I do have concerns about people's mental health when they're isolated for long periods of time, whether they're sitting on their couch or they're anywhere else without other people. You know, you do lose half a step in terms of your ability or, or comfort in engaging in public when you haven't done it in a while. My wife and I were talking about this. It's, it, you know, remember that first event that you went to post-pandemic? It was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Yep. And, you know, you, you didn't quite have that same hop in your step or, or clever conversation beyond the weather. You know? And so, like, yeah, you do lose half a step. And if people are doing that for a long period of time, yes, there is an impact. And it's not just economic. There's an impact to people, and I believe that. I am a proponent of in-person work, unabashedly so. I think that it creates culture. I think that it, it, it helps to have better ideas because you're interacting with people constantly. Um, I'm, I'm someone that, that does get energy off of being with other people. Some people aren't. I get that. Uh, so, But, yeah, this, I do think that it's something that we need to consider, and I think more and more companies are recognizing that, too. The city council with a major decision today about the conflict between Hamas and Israel. If I take a short break and I keep you a little bit longer, we can talk about that. You got it. Okay. We'll talk to the mayor about what the city council did after his veto. That's coming up in moments. You always can react. Anything you'd want to offer up through a text, send it right now. 651-461. Nine two two six. The uh, mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, is with us. Like all our guests, Jacob is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline earlier this morning. As you know, sir, the uh, Minneapolis City Council, they overrode your uh, veto from the previous week on another city, in this case, Minneapolis, offering up a resolution calling for a ceasefire. You had said early. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ...that you could support a basic statement supporting the ceasefire and the creation of independent Palestinian state, but you felt like this went dramatically too far. In, in what area did it go dramatically too far and were you in any way surprised by what happened this morning? So you're right, Chad. I support a ceasefire, and there were so many examples from around the country as to how to set up a ceasefire resolution in a unifying way. It wasn't divisive. It didn't erase the histories of some communities while holding up the histories of others. And I encourage people to read it because not all ceasefire resolutions are the same. Most every one of the ceasefire resolutions from around the country, I, I probably would have signed on to uh, or at least not vetoed. Uh, this one was not that. Uh, it chooses whose stories to include and whose to, to denigrate. And uh, I just can't get on board with that. Um, and you, I think you wanted to know specifically. Yep, uh, exactly. You know, what part? Example, so, for example, there's a paragraph, first or second paragraph in, and it says, uh, for context. And then it goes on to provide context that is, uh, for the most part, true, but it is a context that is entirely one-sided, and it reduces the state of Israel to one of displacement and occupation. Look, there was displacement that occurred. You know, as, as a Jew, I think we got to recognize that and own that. And, and as a Jew, the state of Israel was not set up by colonizers. It was set up and founded by refugees, people that were facing religious and ethnic persecution in a number of different countries, people who were orphans whose entire families got slaughtered in the Holocaust, uh, and I think that's the story of so many Jews in Minneapolis and around the world where, I mean, my family, for the most part, is fairly small because everybody that was still over there got slaughtered, either in pogroms or the Holocaust. And so to just reduce the entire history of a state to a few catchphrases that doesn't work with me, it doesn't sit well, uh, and I think there's right now there's a lot of Jews that are very concerned uh, about where things have gone. A lot of Jews, by the way, that do not support Netanyahu. I'm adamantly opposed to Netanyahu, what that government uh, has done. Um, and I recognize that what happened on October 7th was horrific. Uh, and we've got to find a way here at home to unify people, especially around these issues that and I said this earlier. We're not experts in. I'm not an expert in international relations or foreign diplomacy or military strategy or any of that. I'm a mayor. You know, we try to fill potholes. We try to put up more affordable housing. Uh, and so if we're going to get involved in something like this, let's just say, hey, we're for ceasefire. We're for peace. I'm for that. All right. Let me be direct. Do you think this uh, resolution is directly 
anti-Semitic, and you have concerns for any of the folks, any of the nine who voted in favor of this, if they may be anti-Semitic, those individuals specifically? My concern is that it fans the flames of anti-Semitism that I and a lot of other Jews in this city are experiencing. And whether that's, you know, stickers on all of the Jewish food in the grocery store, whether it's from Israel or not, uh, that says by buying this, you support genocide. Uh, I mean, that's me getting barred uh, from going into a business for little more reason than my ethnicity and a and a position that I've taken. I mean, are we seriously at that point in time? We've had times throughout this country where people have been barred from going into places because of who they are or what they believe. And it's terrifying that we would be back there again. And if it were any other ethnicity or race or religion, I would hope we would condemn that kind of thing. My concern is that I haven't seen that kind of condemning uh, of these clearly racist or anti-Semitic acts if it's Jews that are the victims of them. The last thing, and I'll let you go, and I appreciate the uh, lengthy interview. Um, you, you've had your battles with city council, uh, the city council as a whole before, as members, as all mayors have. This is a more inexperienced city council. They're very, uh, it's, it's very early. But for folks who are Minneapolis residents or care about Minneapolis, should they be concerned about this relationship between you and the city council and whether the everyday important aspects of city government, will they get done? Should they feel like there's such an adversarial relationship that this could be contentious on a fairly regular basis? As a mayor, you got to have both a short and a long memory at the same time. you got to be able to move on, and certainly I'm able to do that uh, with this issue and many others. The part that's frustrating, again, is that you know I put forward a proclamation today outlining uh, exactly what it is that I support. This is my own mayoral proclamation also, by the way, calling for a ceasefire. That's where I am. My concern is that there are people externally that are pushing people internally at the city to not find common ground. So in other words, all right, we got a Jewish mayor that'll support a ceasefire. That's not, that doesn't happen often. You know, let's accept the unity, find ways to put out a statement where we can all come together, but rather there's this push to be the furthest to do, uh, to go further than any other city has in the country. And whether it's further to the left or further to the right, I don't think there should be this inherent push by anyone just to go further for the sake of going further. You know, you, you, you got to think things through. You got to also, by the way, we all need to be doing this. You got to have the courage to tell your own side what they don't want to hear. There are more than a few Jews that do not agree with me that we should have peace and a ceasefire. I respectfully disagree with them, and I can tell them that. But we need to have the others, you know, other people, whether you want to call it the far left or whatever, also telling their own side what they don't want to hear. 
that's what courage is more and more about. And I mean, I'm seeing this at the, the you know, the federal government too, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on both sides of the aisle, I'm seeing this where there's this gravitational pull to the extreme. It's concerning. You know, we've got, I mean, this, this, what's happening right now in the Republican party is comically ridiculous. How, all along, you know, they supported additional border security, and then as soon as the Democrats say yes, well, suddenly they're against it. Come on, guys. Work together. Find unity. Don't make it about creating division where you can have cooperation. Uh, and this is just getting more and more concerning, you know? And so, look, I'm just a mayor. I'm a mayor. I'm, I'm not just a mayor. I'm proud to be a mayor uh, of the greatest city in the world. I love my job. Um, and at the same time, we as Minneapolis are operating in the context of what's happening globally. And there's quite a bit of concern that we're seeing around the world where these extremes are just pushing further and further and harder and harder. And people don't have the courage to just say, hang on a second. My goal, my object is not to be part of the majority. Uh, my object is not to fall to just be someone who's going along with what everybody else is saying. You know, my, my, my goal is to think independently, to think for myself, uh, to not just be part of group think. And it seems like people just want to hang out with yeah. the majority. There is a, a great deal of group think, and there's uh, too much reluctance to disagree with your colleagues instead of just agreeing constantly. And that's part of the reason why I think we're in the facing some of the problems we are. I appreciate the lengthy visit. We'll reach out again soon. Thanks so much. You got it. Thank you, Chad. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry. Normally, uh, Jason is with us at 135 on Thursdays. We're switching things around a little bit today. So Jason's with us next segment. We'll get his thoughts, and I'll react to what uh, Jacob Fry had to say. You obviously can chime in. A lot of people chiming in right now. You can continue to do that. WCCO Radio's talk and text lines. Hopefully you know the number in case you don't. 651-461-9226 here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank <laughs> you.